Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Common Sense Show. As you know, we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And my name is Dave Hodges, and I am your your host. I'm your pilot and your co-pilot. And uh, we have a terrific guest on, on board today in these most tumultuous economic, political, and social times, not to mention international relations are getting complicated. But we're going to focus on the economy, what you need to know about your finances. This is going to be the focus because you can be surrounded by all this intimate detail and be taken off track. We're going to bring you back on track and say, hey, we're going to help you look at what's important for your family today. And we've got Bob Kudla with us to do that. And uh, he has been right on the money for years. And he's got some interesting prognostications uh, and, and predictions that I think are really worth, it, well, I think, not just listening to, but adhering to. And one, because he has the track record, but number two, people aren't good judges of the times they live in, so we better listen to the experts. So, Mr. Expert Bob Kudla, welcome to the show. And uh, we're, I'm banking on you to really set people straight, because I'm going to tell you right now, the people I encounter, Bob, they think it's going to be business as usual. You might pay a little more tax if Biden is able to pull off this election um, shenanigans from my perspective. But it'll basically be the same. And I say, oh, no, it won't. Who's right there? Yeah, um, you are. And since you're the pilot and co-pilot, I'll be the stock navigator. But <laughs> you're the bombardier. Bombardier, <laughs> yeah, good. Well, hopefully I'll throw some truth bombs out here. Yeah, so let's, let's make an assumption here. And, Audience, don't get mad at us. Let's let's assume that Biden is the um, the president next year, for argument's sake. And, and you know what, for is argument's sake, but let me, let me interject here on behalf of my audience. Boo, hiss, hiss. We all feel that way, but we are compelled to look at both sides. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, you have to uh, you have to be a realist, and uh, it's the worst case scenario. So anything else is better. Is that? They, they they desire a global view social democracy for the United States. All sounds great on paper, but what it what it's going to mean for for us in the United States is that, and you're already seeing it. So uh, ever since the election, it's becoming clear where the bets are going. You know, energy costs are going up. That's why you see these energy names start to move higher. Number one. Is that because of the climate change radicalism we could see out of Biden? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. going to be, uh, we're going to, we're basically supply is going to start getting cut off. Number two is that they're, they're expecting more wars in the Middle East because uh, the um, <clears throat> the people that, that Biden's going to bring in are, are interventionists. Uh, yeah. You know, I covered this on a podcast two days ago. He's bringing in people that are connected to war production. Yeah, Blinken. He's uh, they're yep. an interventionist, so Bingo. they're going to stir the pot, and and it's going to cause oil prices to uh, uh, to rise. They're they're trying to recreate what they had under Obama, where it's basically the a dollar oil oil dollar centric worldview, and uh, and but that what that means to Americans is that uh, you're going to see energy costs probably going up twenty five to thirty five percent. You know, and 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 the, but at the same time, what's happening is that food production is also being disrupted. So because we've been we've had some trades now in the agricultural chemical area, uh, you're going to see some good trades in in food retailers 
because they're going to be able to pass on inflationary costs. You know, companies like Hormel are going to do okay. You know, so you're going to look at some midstream manufacturers of food are going to do fine. And then everything we noticed is that uh, uh, we're going to rotate out of tech. So and that started happening too. So the queues are this melt up we've been having since the election. The, the queues, which are the, the Nasdaq stocks, are trailing. And so uh, you're going to see a rotation to what they call smaller cap stocks, which a lot of energy names sit in. And you're going to see uh, uh, the, the uh, Nasdaq struggle and suffer. <clears throat> and you're also seeing steel and iron ore because, you know, uh, Biden's going to be uh, China friendly. And so those tariffs are coming off. So all of a sudden costs are going to go uh, higher, you know, and, and uh, they're going to probably try to do some $3.6 trillion infrastructure program. I mean, it's just going to be the boondoggle of boondoggles. And so copper, aluminum, steel, iron ore, uranium are going to fly. And they've been suppressing gold and silver, but that's only because we haven't spent the money yet. So the minute those stimulus packages are announced and, and the Fed can start buying the um, uh, the the bonds again from from the overspending, gold and silver are going to take off like a a, a Tesla rocket ship, so uh, SpaceX rocket ship I should say, or Tesla stock if you will, <laughs> but that's that's the view. Mm -hmm. So if Trump prevails, the only thing that really changes is that you you your energy costs will will moderate, and and. Uh, but you'll see strong infrastructure spending and he's going to still spend like a Democrat. And so you'll still see gold and silver rise is that the Chinese names won't move right now. We're actually in a couple what do you, of Chinese. Wait, Bob, let me stop you. What do you mean? The Chinese uh, names won't move. I'm not sure what you mean. Yeah. So there's a lot of Chinese companies in the United States on our stock exchanges and they started moving higher because they think Biden's going to win. Trump wants to delist them. Okay. So, okay. so I think that's going to be the, the other big difference between the two. But bottom line is the Fed's going to be buying. Oh, and here's the other thing with Yellen, too. She's she advocating Congress changing the law so that the Fed can buy stocks like they do in, in Japan. Yeah, that's all we need. So they're going to turn the whole country into one big zombie. So uh, what happens in these situations, people say, oh, that sounds good. But when you when you when you try to eliminate risk, you actually eliminate growth. So we're going to be in this. Um, basically, they want to zombify the country like the way Europe is right now, the way Japan is. And and, you know, so what happens to people mentally and socially is that you, you stagnate because it's hard for you to get ahead. And, and these regulatory crazies that are going to come in are going to support the big tech you know, big business, even though they say they're against it, they're definitely not for small business. They're definitely not for innovation. <clears throat> so that's kind of how we're playing it. So we've been, we've been trading energy names. Uh, we've been trading, um, uh, uh, you know, some of the Chinese names. We've been trading um, uh, some of the industrial metals names. We, you know, we've been in and out of some of the therapeutics. And, and like I said, we think the, the go forward into 2021 is going to be a rotation out of tech, and, and in energy, but we should get a pretty good pullback between now and the end of the year because I think the political environment is going to get, I think it's going to get heated before it gets settled. 
<laughs> I would say, I'd say yeah. two hundred and seventy-five thousand people would agree with you. Yeah, you know, I don't think seventy-nine million people, eighty percent of whom think the election was stolen, is gonna is gonna sit idly by while these no. crazies just keep trying to do all this lockdown crap. Oh, well, and you, you know what I'm getting a lot of, Bob, and I don't know if you're hearing this and if it's going to influence the markets, but a lot of people I talk to now are saying. Okay, they've stolen the election. That's a revolution against the people, the president, and the constitution. So therefore, red states need need to claim to be the legitimate country and separate from blue state tyranny. What do you think? Well, I think it's kind of happening naturally right now. Yeah, I do too. And it's also actually it's happening at a county level, Dave. You you look at California where Newsom announced his curfew, and and about fourteen or fifteen of the counties, at least publicly, have said we have better things to enforce. I know. So, you know, so the county sheriffs, people don't realize the county sheriffs, you may think the governors are in charge, but it's the county sheriffs that actually, or the district attorney, the county sheriffs are in charge. Mm -hmm. That's the real power in this country. And if the sheriff decides not to, to direct their people to not arrest, you, you know, you, you can indict all you want, okay? You can pass whatever you want. And if the sheriffs decide not to engage, then and then uh, you know, good luck enforcing anything. You can't send the military everywhere. You know, it's illegal, by the way. So, well, Newsom's breaking the law anyway because uh, a judge has already ruled against his mandates because they said, and this is consistent with Michigan too, that these mandates have to come from the legislature, not from executive branch making up their laws. Yeah, the, here, the problem we have now in this country is that district attorneys aren't following the law. So, so Newsom figures he can do whatever he wants. He's not going to get, um, he's not going to get sanctioned, you know, and um, and that's that's the problem. And the sheriff can't arrest unless, you know, for at least a civil penalty, unless there's a, uh, uh, you know, a crime. He needs a warrant to get into, you know, someone to go up to his mansion. So that's that's where we are at the country. We've literally reached peak, I would say, uh, peak unity, if you will. You have, you know, what you were talking about, red state, blue state, I think goes to county. And I think that's where the blue people lose it because they don't they don't occupy enough land. Their people are concentrated in areas that they actually have they can't grow their own food, they can't get their own energy, right. they can't transport. They're isolated in city blocks. I mean, you know, if you if you think the election wasn't stolen, the election was called in Atlanta, Detroit, Philadelphia, and and Milwaukee. Okay, so those are islands, and you you cross two thousand miles worth of red to get there. So Argentina is a really interesting case in point. Kirchner decided that she needed um, to uh, get hard currency. So she demanded that uh, the farmers sell to her at a um, at a discount, so she could turn around and either a give it to her people or b sell it to the Chinese at a higher price. The farmers responded by simply not delivering food to Buenos Aires. She capitulated in three days. Yes. So people don't. I don't think people realize the power you have. You know, and, you know, I'll give you an example. You know, talking about a million-man march. Well, what if they decide 
Trump decides to hold a rally in Washington, D.C. and asks for 5 million people to show up, that would get people's attention. So, you know, um, I just think when it starts mattering to people, when they, when these people try to, try to pass anti-gun laws, you know, that are draconian, you know, that's, gonna, that's where you're going to start seeing pockets of the country just say, no, we're done. You know, and, and if they allow a lot of this is in these cities, truck drivers are going to say, I'm not going into the cities. They're already you know, saying Congress, it. Yeah. I mean, they're already saying it with their strike this weekend. Yeah, but, you know, also it's going to go beyond that. So they're starting to now hijack, you know, uh, UPS trucks, Amazon trucks, uh, postal trucks, you know, to steal the packages because people aren't, you know, they, they robbed the stores already. Now they're going to rob the trucks. But at some point, nobody's going to go in. So they, they, it's gonna, they're gonna kind of self-heal, if you will. You know, they, they're just gonna be locked in these islands of, of misery. That's why you and I've talked in the past. You got to get out of these cities if you're in them. Exactly. And no, that's, and I love the most is that the progressives live amongst them in the cities, and their 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 utopia is gonna turn into a hell for them. I, I could not agree with you more. I looked at a map the other day. And uh, we looked at concentrations of power by Democrats and by Republicans. And you're right, the landmass differential is humongous. And you're right, the blue states have to travel through the red territory to do their business. And uh, there's a point, I think, where people just collectively stay and quit. They just don't, they, they refuse to do anything. And uh, yeah. this is what I see happening with Biden's proposals that they're, they're coming out with. I dare you, come and get my gun. I dare you, come and get my car. Yeah, you know, and, and um, you know, I always tell people, they always say, you know, um, you know, we could shut the country down without breaking a single law. We just simply drive the speed limit. And uh, so I think people don't realize that, you know, you have a lot more power than you think. And, and like you said, you know, you it'll die of indifference, you know, uh, the, you know, the opposite of light isn't darkness. The opposite of light is no light. So, you know, if, if the productive people stop producing, then, then the, uh, the, the takers have nothing to take. And, and, and that's, yeah. that's how, that's how these things break down. Well, along those lines, I wanted to ask you about a trend. I think I'm seeing, um, when you had the TPP, that only one congressman was allowed to see Paul Ryan and it passed and Trump killed it. It was basically handing over the sovereignty of our three branches of government to a 22 man industrial panel. Trump got rid of that. Now I'm seeing the same thing with the COVID lockdowns. You've got the box stores making record profits and in the shutdowns, the people that would have competed with them on a partial basis, the small business owners, got killed. They took a bath and a beating in retails, taking a bath and a beating. And, and it looks like the intention of this revolution is to establish a corporatocracy. Is, there, is that anywhere close to what, what you're looking at? Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I've always been of the opinion that the, um, the elites in this world were pissed at the, at the French Revolution ever happened, and they want to bring us back into a feudal society again. Yes. And, and they're using the corporations to actually to do their public policy because they can't get it passed through the, uh, the, the, you know, the legislatures. The people won't allow it, 
but we've now not stopped the corporations from doing it. I mean, you could see it. I mean, um, you know, if you if you're on the wrong side of the COVID debate, you get shut down. If you're on the wrong side of the climate debate, you get shut down. If you're on the wrong side of the election debate, you get shut down. So whatever it is um, that that does not fit the globalist left narrative, they don't have to fight you anymore. They just shut you down. And they don't just shut your voice down. It goes all the way through to Square, PayPal, uh, and, uh, yes. and even MasterCard, Visa, and even some banks won't do business with you. So they created this environment of we were you, you know, we could refuse service to anybody, and they took it and they bastardized it to to censor um, basically political speech and uh, or anti-narrative speech. And so, you know, they're trying to create an environment where, you know, the vast majority of the people will accept a, a subsistence living and to allow the, the elites and their uh, sycophants to, uh, to basically, you know, it's, it's Hunger Games. Yeah, wrote, it's Hunger Games. That's the best narrative you can say. Bingo. Yeah. To create Hunger Games. There's your feudalism concept coming into play. Yeah, so that's what they want to do. I think they'll ultimately be unsuccessful, but uh, but you know, people think these people are are smart. They're not smart. They're just notorious, and they count on you not pushing back. And and I think um, I think people, when they realize what's happening to them, you know, it may be late, but it won't be too late. Yeah, and I think the planning for this has been in the works for a long time. Let me just digress just for a second, Bob, and permit me this, because I think it's right on point to what you're saying. Uh, the author of the trilogy, The Hunger Games, had never written anything other than a child's novel, ever, never. Nothing close to political, nothing close to economic, just children's novels. Well, there was another uh, piece of work called, uh, oh gosh, something about the hiding. And my son read this in the fifth grade. He brought it to me. He says, Dad, what do you think? And I looked at this. I was horrified. It was the communist Chinese um, uh, credit system and uh, surveillance system, one child birth system, all rolled into one novel. Oh, it was called Among the Hidden. And the author, as I did the research, I wanted to interview her. And she wasn't this big-time author that could big-time me as far as turning down an interview. And she never answered me. And, um, and I started researching her background. And guess what she had written? Nothing but children's novels till that novel. So here we have the dominant themes that you and I are discussing right now in real time. And you referenced the Hunger Games. And I'm telling you, here's the background of the author. And then there's a related piece. There's the background of the author. I, I find that to be a little more than curious. Oh, that, that is fascinating um, how they got interested in doing that because they you know that those are anti-globalist novels they're not they're not pro you know they're anti-dystopian so i think it's interesting and hollywood's obsessed with dystopian future so you know uh you know, just pick a movie right it's all it's all dystopian you know so you know i i just think um you know with the uh with the elites too is that you're starting to see the American people, you know, a breakdown of respect, I would say. You know, that one, the thing when you saw when um, Bill de Blasio was walking down the street and somebody cussed him out, then knew some people ratted him out at the restaurant, and then Murphy went out for dinner, was violating the law, and some lady came out and she just 
read him the riot act. And so I think we get to the point where these politicians are, are going to be unable to be amongst the people because they're creating so much hate, you know, and, uh, you know, and the thing too is like, you know, Governor Whitmer from, from Michigan, you know, she's never been the same since her sister was killed when the house fell on her. Yeah. That's a joke. I hear you. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, yeah. I'm sorry to say this, but she's a joke. And yeah, her... so I don't. I think these guys thought they, 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 they're waiting for their payback to shut down the states to win the election, and so, um, yes, it's, it's, you know, so if Georgia stays Republican, then they're going to get nothing. So I think it'll be, and that's that's. We'll have that conversation when we talk in February. You know that that's the big, you know, um, rolling the dice. What happens with those Senate seats? And uh, but, you know, in the meantime, I think what they want to do ultimately, ultimately, I think will fail because they 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 um, they're not really good at at dynamic systems. They just think everything's linear, you know, and they think they're the smartest people in the room. So uh, they, they just don't count on the chaos effect. Well, I think you're exactly right. And, and uh, you know, but going back to the dystopian, anti-dystopian novels, I've noticed something else, too, in what a lot of people call predictive programming, which I think these two uh, pieces of work are. They, they give you the goal. The goal is feudalism. The goal is the rob of individualism and civil liberties and so forth and so on and really dictatorial rule. But at the end of the day, the good guys win, so it's kind of like relax, go away, it won't really happen. And and what I suspect, and I know it's very conspiratorial, but I think these two children's authors were approached with predetermined scripts and they said, put it into your own words and produce it and you'll make a lot of money. Well, they got, they got good advice about making more a lot of money. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh yeah, <clears throat> but it's funny. The author of the Hunger Games won't even do public interviews. She was on Good Morning America one time. I found that to be curious too. But anyway, I don't want to go down to, to what they call predictive program programming. But I just thought when you brought up the Hunger Games, I said, "Man, I this is like a replication of the first twenty minutes of the first movie." Uh, what we're going through right now. It's scary what, what they want to do to us. So let's look ahead. Okay, 2021, with or without Trump, are there things people can do right now to minimize the pain that's coming their way? Yeah, I mean, if you, um, you, know, if, if you have a, a portfolio already, you need to probably move out of tech and, and move into what we call the real assets, like, you know, the industrial and the precious metal commodities, number one. You probably need to take a position in Bitcoin just so you have uh, the, out, the, you know, the uh, non-banking asset, which I think is important. And, and I think you need to get out of commercial real estate. You know, and if you own real estate in, in cities, you need to probably sell it. And if you're not in any of those things, you're figuring out what the heck do I do now? then I think you start needing to take positions in precious metals and, and in industrial commodities because they've been beaten up for a long time now and, um, and they're going to they're gonna reemerge. And if Biden gets in, then also take a position, uh, hold a position in energy because oil, <clears throat> oil will be back over $60 a barrel. And, uh, wow. and yeah, and then we'll go into uh, and just start studying, reading up on the 70s 
you know, this is the 70s is a really interesting analogy because we we had what they call the nifty 50, which we have now is like the, you know, the the fang stocks. And we went right into uh, into uh, the uh, stagflation environment and the markets went down, you know, between 40 and 60 percent. But energy names and gold and silver did well. And I, that's that analogy, I think, is going to hold. So that's where we're that's where we're doing where we think it's going and what we're doing, Dave. Okay. No, that makes a lot of sense. So when you, I, I know that you have a, a block of investors that you educate. And so is this what you're teaching them that, uh, okay, this is what's coming and this is where you need to focus your efforts and this is what we can teach you about um, real assets versus tech? Yeah. So, you know, we talk macro, but we trade micro. And so what we do is we have an algorithm and uh, that algorithm uh, is based on what we call our ribbon system, and it sees buying pressure and it sees selling pressure, and and it literally was warning us get into energy, get into the industrial metals, and and uh, tech was getting overbought, and so we, we translate that then into showing people how to use that system. So we do educate you, but it, but we're practical too. We'll also give you trades. You know, every day. I mean, yesterday I got people in the COG, you know, Cabot Oil and Gas, boom, a quick 4% for people. You know, I could put them in a therapeutic, boom, quick 3% for people. Uh, we put them in the marijuana stocks. We had a huge pop today up 20% on that. So, so we do those kind of things for people too. Then we have the chat rooms open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And when the markets are open, we have people in there. And, um, and you can ask questions. So we do we do everything, and we trade stocks, we trade um, futures, we trade uh, cryptocurrencies. So and we have expertise in all those areas, and we have people that uh, uh, help and run those rooms and to help people uh, be successful trading. And and then if you want extra help, we do personal coaching, and we have training packages, and we have a series of classes. So we um, we teach how to fish. We give you the fishing equipment, and we throw you some fish, Dave. And That's you take analogy. advantage of it. You know, we put uh, Saturday if you if you go ahead and join our service, Black Friday specials on, and you get the best prices of the year. I mean, scary good prices. So uh, what what are they? Can I ask? Yeah, they're like seventy five percent below our normal pricing. So uh, um, for the bundle items, so I mean, you can literally get a year of service for for. 300 bucks okay you know your first couple trades you're already going to pay for it for the year mm -hmm. and then you can get non-bundled uh at 50 percent off you just use promo code black friday and uh and that goes from there so there's a lot of choices but uh you know we have a really good track record and we do very well and uh there's trades every day we don't care what market's going to go you know, as long as we could see it, we could trade it, and we could profit from it. Right. And that's that's the wisdom we pass on to people. So the, um, um, you, you, I think that you you typically attach to your education materials a discount, correct? Yeah, yeah. So we already pre-discounted the bundles. If they just go to tradelikeagenius.com, front page, there's seven bundles on there. They can see the retail price. They can see the Black Friday price. Okay. And then if they don't, uh, they just want to buy something that's not bundled. They go and look in the store. They get they can just use the Black Friday promo code, 
and and it'll get things discounted like fifty percent off. Okay. But they only have to Saturday to do it, and we only do this once a year. So this is when all my customers renew, and this is when we get a bunch of new customers. So you um you take advantage of it. It's it's really good pricing. Well, I think it's something that somebody should definitely look at because people that keep their money in the dollar right now are going to be sadly disappointed if there's a regime change. And even if there's not, do you agree the dollar's in trouble even under Trump? Uh, the dollar's in big trouble under Biden, and the dollar's in not some, is not the same peril under Trump. Okay. So you think uh, Trump can keep this... Uh, uh, debt-ridden economy with the dollar as the dominant currency going? Yeah, because he'll be bringing jobs back from China. And yeah, Germany. oh, yeah. gosh. Oh, you just said the magic term. My wife and I were talking about this last night. There's going to be massive layoffs in this country if Biden assumes the presidency. He's raising the corporate tax rate from 21 to 28%. Goodbye, corporate America. Yeah, and, and, uh, and he's also... Uh, uh, they 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 like to have a weaker dollar, and so they'll um, so they they will uh, allow um, deficit you know trade deficit spending too. So none of it's good for the American people, but it's it's great for the really uh, rich and in, in, in control people. So uh, it's just going to be uh, it's going to be a sight to behold a year from now if, if Biden's in. I think people are going to say, "What the hell did I? What the hell was I thinking?" Well, that's why I'm saying a lot of people are talking separatism. If he's, and, if he's even president, who knows? He might be in a in a hospital, you know, somewhere. Well, then you got Harris, and she's scarier than Biden. Exactly, she's the real mask. She's the face behind the mask. That's exactly how I see it too. And and she she doesn't pull any punches. I mean, you know what I what I like about Trump? It's always like what we're going to do for you economically. Here's how we want to help you. And we want to help all groups. That defined Trump's presidency. And with Harris, it's going to be what we're going to do to you repeatedly. Yeah, yeah, no, she's 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 not a nice person. And, you know, she and she can't relate. You know, one thing about to be president in this country, you have to be likable. Yeah. And and, uh, and you know, you, you can say a lot of things about Clinton, Obama and Biden, but Clinton, Obama and Biden are likable people. True. Okay. We're we're political animals, so we see beyond that. But the casual observer says, Oh, Joe, he's nice enough. You know what I mean? And and Obama, he was funny, he's hip. Clinton, you know, he he's funny, he was glib, you know, says all the right things. Harris gets up there and, and she's like a she's like fingernails on a chalkboard. That's a great analogy. That is a great analogy. Well, okay, so you really think that uh, is precious metals? Is this really where it's going in 2021? Do you think, including Bitcoin? It, yeah, Bitcoin already made the move, and it's already moving. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, gold and silver are just waiting for the uh, for the the spending stimulus packages to 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 come into play. Oh yeah. And it, because gold and silver move with the balance sheet of the Fed uh, that the Federal Reserve has. So by now, while it's consolidating, because when it goes, it's going to squirt like Bitcoin scored it. I mean, Bitcoin scored it what from nine thousand to nineteen thousand here, what in sixty days. Those are the kind of moves you're going to see in gold and silver as soon as those balance sheets start to turn higher. Amazing, you know. Someone was asking me about uh, 
how things would change under under Biden. And I said, well, I'll know more because I'm talking to Bob Kudla tomorrow. And I said, I'm sure he has some observations on this. But I offered my opinion. I said, I think what you're going to end up hearing from the experts is you're going to have to play hide and seek from the uh, from the Biden administration with your money. You're going to have to constantly move it to, to, to take advantage of what's not being taxed to death or what's not being destroyed by their action. And, and and this is what you do, isn't it? This is what you monitor. Yeah, yeah. And I do it from a stock standpoint. You know, there's wealth managers that are telling their people probably to form foreign corporations, right? So that your your U.S. corporate taxes are going to be reduced. I mean, you know, rich people stay rich, okay? You know, it's it's just the middle class that are just going to get absolutely pummeled to death. Yeah. So they'll just ship, they don't need to live off this money, so they'll just keep shell gaming it around. Until until Biden is gone, you know, and yeah. Yeah. Where in the meantime, everybody and their brother that can't do that are, are going to get absolutely eviscerated. Well, what I like that you're doing here, I mean, you've there's a bleak picture coming. Uh, it's tough, especially under Biden. But you're also offering hope because there's always an opportunity in a down market. And that's one thing I've learned from talking to you all these years. Let me review real quickly what you're offering the public here. Um, Black Friday is your coupon code keyword, and if you're just looking for like a non-bundled item specifically, like I want to learn about this, it's 50% off until Saturday. And that essentially, the guys that come in now are, are basically going to have a whole year given to them for just about $300. Is that right? Well, that's the that's the base package. They're, they go up from yeah. there. Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, it's just it's, how cheap it is. Because I've talked to people in Trade Genius, and a lot of them are doing really well. And that $300 figure is like a small step up. That's very small. Yeah, um, it's good stuff. We, we can charge ten times what we charge, but that's we, what we, rather, we rather make it affordable. Well, some of your uh, your colleagues there are saying they'd pay more. <laughs> I'm serious. I, I get that on my paid TV show where we only charge two fifty a month, and people said oh, I'd have paid five times that. And I hear that about your stuff, too. Um, it's it's pretty amazing. Okay, so they have until Saturday to take advantage of that, right? That's right. Any feel for where this is going with the election? You know, too much of it's behind the scenes for me, so yeah. I don't have I don't have the insight like that you would have. But um, you know, it's telling the moves that the Defense Department are kind of telling to me. And uh, that they basically stripped a, a lot of people that can block what Trump wants to do. So if these servers are truly in Europe are 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 damning, then they cleared the they cleared the sure. uh, the you know thing for that. I just don't want to get my hopes up, you know, without really knowing more. If once we start getting in front of a judge, then I can get a better sense. So I, I just yeah. don't know. I don't think Trump is. I don't think Trump would do this if he's going to look like a fool. So I think he, uh, I think he thinks he has something, and and hopefully it's it's going to be strategically awesome. Yeah, I agree with you. If Trump didn't think he had something, I think he'd stand over these people in the aftermath with 80 million people watching every move they make, and making their lives miserable with his movement that he would control. So I I agree with you entirely. And Trump. Thinks I can only think he knows something, but you know, don't give me too much credit here, because there's a lot I don't know about behind the scenes, and rumors are everywhere right now, and uh, I'm trying hard to resist reacting to the rumors. I'm just gonna sit back and see 
what the process brings. But in the meantime, let's make a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> let's do I trade agree. genius and make money. Yeah, I mean, look, a lot of millionaires were coined during the Great Depression. So, sure. so people, there's always an opportunity. And, and, and I'll leave you with this. I don't think Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood would, would damage the reputations of their law firms that they've developed over 40 years spouting conspiracy theories. I agree. So I, agree. So I think, you know, why would they look like idiots? Never, they would never get another job again. So, um, so I think there's, there's, um, I think there's something there's there, there. We'll just have to see how that plays out and, 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 uh, and, and to see what, this, I know the Supreme Court desperately wants to get in on this because I think they want to shape voting in the future. I know they want to reshape social media in the future. So um, we're just going to have to get it in front of them and see what they have to say. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. We just have to let the process play out. And um, and uh, just because we have no control here from our end, that's for sure. But we do have control over making money, and I like that. Well, Bob, I want to thank you for joining us here. This is very insightful especially in tumultuous times. I mean, you're like the voice of common reason when the rest of the country seems to be going crazy. But, oh, well, um, thank you. I, you know, I, I pride myself on not getting too uh, emotionally attached to an idea because that's, when that happens, then you're usually wrong. That's true. That's exactly right. You let motion get the best of you, you lose in almost every endeavor. Well, Bob, thanks for joining us here. And uh, We'll put out these specials because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that are going to say, I need to take a look at this. If you've got assets to protect people, this is something you really do want to look at. Thanks so much, Bob, for joining us. Oh, Dave, thanks for having me. Have a good one. Have a happy Thanksgiving. You too, my friend. Bye. Bye.